1: What's going on Steelers nation radio high noon on a Thursday afternoon. That can only mean one thing. It's time to go inside the electric factory for the next two hours here on your 24 seven home of the black and gold. He's Arthur Motes, I'm Wesley Euler between the two of us. We've got a decade of NFL experience and a really good head of hair. It's up to you, knuckleheads, to figure out the rest. But what you should know by now, you want to get involved with the show anytime over the next 120 minutes, you can get at us on the twitter.com at Wesley Euler, at da body 52 da body. Super Bowl week, cousin. How we
2: feel? No, no, no. You about to get us fined already. Come on, baby. Come on, man. Don't do that. Big I, game week, cousin. Been, How you thank feeling? Thank you. I've been practicing all night. <laughs> I'm so excited for the big game. I can't wait to watch the big game. Did I tell you it's the big game? You know that big one where they have the two teams that are competing for that big shiny trophy at the end of the year with the confetti, the hats, and the shirts? That game? Yes, that game? I can't wait to talk about. But don't get us in trouble by saying those words that rhyme with Uber stole. (laughs) Can (laughs) Can we come up with
1: something other than the big game? I mean, is there
2: something else? Is there another nickname that we could come up with other than the big game? I'm a fan of Superb Owl. I saw somebody It was a comedian They were doing a stand-up uh, uh, oh, It was one I of the late night guys out. Yeah, superb out uh, it, You it's... see what I mean? It's, it's superb
1: Ow uh-huh. <laughs> so you, know like that, that. you know what that reminds me of, mozi When that? you were like on the bus as a kid Yeah And, you know, someone in the front of the bus Or the bus driver or something Would turn around and go Shh Oh, yeah, yeah, You know, and then you had uh-huh. that You had that Shh. You had that smart aleck kid in the back of the bus Who would go "It."
2: Eh. <laughs> And everyone would go. Ooh. He said a bad word. Superb, Al. Superb. I like Al. that. I like that. Yeah, I forgot which guy I saw say that, man. It was, it was a. Oh man, this was the a big game. I mean, like ninety two thousand. Superb. 2000s. Superb. Al. Al.
1: <laughs> the final game. The last game. It's the big game. It's the big one. Chiefs. It is. Bucks. The, the ultimate. Sunday, Man. yeah, this is. Uh, I guess we've already had the penultimate yes. games to the uh, to the championship. And mozi Sunday at six thirty. It's Chiefs. It's Bucks. It's Mahomes. It's Brady. It's a no, whole it's not. bunch of storylines. Chiefs is
2: Bucks is Le'Veon and AB. I it's don't a, care. I don't care about Mahomes and Brady. We a, got four <laughs> Steelers. Somebody getting the ring, and I'm hyped. And not to mention, I got three GMU boys <laughs> on our offensive line for the Bucks. So either way, baby, we. I, I'm in here. I'm locked in. I oh my, I can't wait.
1: We got all the <laughs> Pittsburgh ties. We got Byron Leftwich and Bruce Arians. Hey,
2: let's get it, man.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, mozi It is certainly uh, not a Super Bowl that is missing storylines. Very that's true. That's for sure. I want to start by asking you this, though. Does the hype seem a little tame? And not that that's not expected, right? Mm-hmm. I, th- I think the pandemic year, these last 11 months, has done that a little bit in a lot of our different facets of life. Yep. Um, there's not the typical super bowl week you know and all the pageantry and the parties that come with that there's no big media day which is always a spectacle mm-hmm. where goofy things happen and get people's attention there's no radio row right where normally you, they're just chugging out content and athlete interviews and all <laughs> that kind of thing tell me about it
2: jeez
1: for the for the hype of this game to have the goat tom brady mm-hmm. against the next one patrick mahomes um To have Brady going for his seventh, to have Tampa Bay back there, to have the Chiefs trying to be the first team to go back-to-back in almost 20 years, there's so many storylines. There's so much hype in this game in terms of just the pure football perspective, I think, you know, from a football fan perspective – but I just, I don't know. I, am I missing something? Or it, it, I know it's it's part of the pandemic, but are you with me on that?
2: Does it, yeah, but does I it feel a little tame here as yeah, we sit Thursday? Yeah, but it's solely because of the pandemic. Oh, 100%. The, the, the biggest reason why Super Bowl is so big during the week leading up is the media stuff. Marshawn, think about the glasses. Um, I'm over here so fun. I don't get fined. Like, <laughs> right. That became legendary because of this. and that dominated the 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 conversation pieces right 100%. each year that's what makes it so much bigger the parties are only big if you're in there you know what i mean if you're not where right. is that no one cares about the parties right. but we love the sound bites and honestly i was watching um this probably was two days ago brady was first speaking and I was telling my wife, I said, man, it's not really holding my attention because of the virtualness. And you can see the digital background and sometimes it's like cutting their ears off their hairs. I was like, 100%. it just looks weird. It looks, I mean, it, it looks like I suppose look like you're doing it virtually in a pandemic. So that's the biggest thing for me, why I didn't think it, it held the same weight. And because of how it's so structured now, because of it being virtual, you don't get the, oh, okay, well, Everybody's asking these questions. Then you get the little twelve-year-old reporter gonna ask a funny question right. over here. You right. you don't get that now because you don't get somebody showing right. up in a
1: wedding dress Correct. asking Tom like, Brady married. Correct. everybody to marry
2: has her. to be okay. You're asking question one. Okay, I have question five. Like it's very much structured, and you lose that element of just off the cuff. You know what I mean? Just being able to have those free-flowing yes. conversations. Yes. No different than when you think about this season, as it pertains to the Steelers and their media availability. I mean, from a content standpoint, we were getting good sound bites. But in terms of the variety of players, it was nowhere near like how it would typically That's be, true. where you would come in on a, a game, a, a Sunday after the game, and you're getting clips from everybody. You go over to whoever no in the room. No yeah. question. And then you come in on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, same thing. But because of how this year went, it was literally, these are the three guys that are available for talking today. That's it. These are the three guys that are over this day. Mm-hmm. So you you kind of lose that element it's of just getting a lot back. more. Right. Yeah. And when you take that approach, you're going to hear from who? The exact same people over and over. So we're going to mm-hmm. hear from Brady again. We're going to hear from Mahomes again. We're going to hear from Bruce the youth Right, right. We're again. not, not going <laughs> to yeah. get any off the cuff like, oh, I wasn't expecting to hear that. Because that year with Seattle? No one was expecting to hear from Marshawn. Marshawn wasn't the one to be talked about. It was supposed to be a Russell Wilson show, a Legion of Boom show. Right. But you see, because of how it played out, and they remember who was doing the interview. That's
0: a really good example. And
2: they remember Primetime was the one doing the interview. So Mm -hmm. even his manner at that point in his his career, it was so
0: different. Loosens those guys
3: up.
2: and, And, And that's, to me, the biggest thing that I think is missing and why it really doesn't feel like it's the big game this weekend. I, I like that's that to me has been the big thing. I just don't feel that energy that you would typically get yeah. with some of these questions—the tough questions, the fun questions, the kid questions, the woman questions, the we're gonna dress up and act like this questions, the hey Gronk, you wanna you wanna chug a beer right now <laughs> questions. Like we're not getting any of that. And typically, right. you don't try think to, you don't to think do it, a push-up
1: contest like, with like, Vince
2: Wolford. Like, <laughs> like let's be real, you yeah. know for a fact, like they do that there, yep. and, and the players are open to it as well. Yep. That is like the lighthearted part of it, that's and the then. Fun part
1: the Super Bowl, week. and
2: then also from a marketing standpoint, I can't even like look at their gear and be like, Oh man, I want to get that. Because typically, right in the past, you've seen like, Oh, that's what the new jackets are, like. oh, that's what the new hats are, like. Oh, that's what this, and you're like, Okay, it's like a fashion or, show, yeah, yeah, yeah no question. Because you know, whatever you see then, that's a preview for what we're going to be getting come springtime. So you be like, Oh, yeah. But we don't even get that because, That's man, true. it's a, a, a super tight window of a Zoom, and they're trying to make sure they got their green screen advertisements <laughs> taking up the rest of them. I'm like, bro, it's, it's too distracting right now, man. I <laughs> It's too distracting.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, it's, I, I, you're, I think you're absolutely right. All those different reasons play into why you, you would have think that there would be more hype from just the everyday perspective. It's hey, It's only Thursday. That will definitely pick up as we get closer to Sunday. But yeah, you know, I, I was sitting there with wifey last night, just watching TV, and she goes,
2: "Oh so yeah, oh look yeah. at both of us doing the husband and wife she, thing. Shout, she, shout out to us." She goes,
1: "Oh yeah, the Super Bowl is on Sunday, you know." And like my my wife isn't isn't a sports nerd. But she's hip with it. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, my my wife keeps in tune with what's going on in the sports calendar. And she was like, oh, yeah, the Super Bowl is on Sunday. And that just kind of struck me. I was like, I bet you a lot of people, you know, they're going to wake up up on Sunday and be like, oh, yeah, the Super Bowl is tonight. Let's go get some nachos and some wings. (laughs)
2: Like, serious, man. It's just one of those things that we're dealing with right now, man. But such is life, right? Such is life in the National Football League. At at least – we're having the game. At least we are having. And shout out to the, the fact that the, the, the shout out to the fact the barber didn't cost us. Oh, how
3: about you that? You know what I
2: mean? How crazy would that what have been it, though? What are, what are the Chiefs doing? But no, no, no. I don't think that's the issue with the Chiefs because let's be real, we're not gonna act like no player has got a haircut at all this well, that's season. True. and, and, and the and, week and, before the Super Bowl <laughs> when you almost made it. But think about this: the week before the Super Bowl, you would want to go to the Super Bowl. Well, that's not true. True. having a fresh cut. Fresh. And, if anything, if anything, this is the week where I need that cut. You know what I mean? If any, I'm blaming you on, in week three. Why are you taking that chance in week three? Why are you taking it in week 16? Not Super Bowl. Super Bowl. And if you're my host, man, you imagine you win the MVP. going to be standing on that podium and with exactly a haircut. What? You saw Tom Brady. Ben got his cut for. He sent this folks away for two weeks. He sent the folks wait. It, it, that cut was done, well, though. You see how he looks. So Tom Brady, that, that's I tell my thing. Go back and
1: look at Tom Brady's, uh, you know, pictures from his first couple Super Bowls and look at him now. That man's had more work done than Jennifer Aniston. All all, all I know
2: is this, man. All I know is this, man. Kale smoothies, Mm. vegan ice cream is the way to go, Apparently all that
1: brings your hairline back. That's
2: all you need, man. That's all you need. Kale kale smoothies (laughs) and and, and TB12 ice cream, man. All right. It really did wonders for his hairline. I'll tell you what. Hey, that's all I know, man. (laughs) Him and, him and Jennifer Aniston are aging identically, now that I think about it. I'm telling you. They, they, they're they both, what,
1: and they, 40s,
2: they, and they, they look a lot younger than their 40s. But if you look at when it was the 20s to
1: the 40s, ah! They've got the same surgeon, those two, I feel like, <laughs> under lock and key, like in one of their basements.
2: Listen, man. And the surgeon's only allowed listen, to operate they, on they, those uh-uh, two. They don't need no surgery, man. I told you, it's kale and, and V12 smoothies and, and TB12 fresh toothpaste. avocados. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Motsy, one of the things uh, that did come from the last uh, media availability yesterday, right? Yeah. All, Albeit via Zoom, obviously. Uh, Bruce Arians, he was asked about, you know, you've worked with some just incredibly talented quarterbacks, right? And he was asked about what's, what have you learned in the differences? You know, you've worked with Brady. You've worked with Manning. You've worked with Roethlisberger. You've worked with Andrew Luck. Like, working with all those talented quarterbacks, what have you learned you know, what have you been able to to take from from all that time that you've spent with so many talented, so many Super Bowl winning future Hall of Fame or current Hall of Famer in the case of Peyton Manning uh, type quarterbacks? And he was running down the kind of the differences between them and how you, you learn different things from each of them. And when he was talking about Ben, mm. he said, and I quote, Bruce Arians said, Ben... He, he was talking about the learning styles, the preparation styles of the yeah. different quarterbacks and how guys like Brady and Manning were so study-heavy and so mm. cerebral above the mind. Right, right. And he said with Ben, he said, and I quote, Ben, he didn't want that. You didn't want to overload him. He just wanted to go out and play. And, mozi there was a lot of reaction. You know, oh, well, that just proves that Ben's lazy. Or that just proves that Ben doesn't care. I didn't oh I didn't God. see it that way Motes, because I know a lot of performers both in sports both in music and entertainment people who do what you and I do for a living on a microphone or on a TV show or whatever uh, some people just want the the level of comfortable preparation where they mm-hmm. don't feel like they're overthinking it where they know what they need to know and then their instincts can me, take check, over check
2: this out as simple as this and 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 this gives you context. I went to the broadcast boot camp, what, two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. When I was first deciding, hey, I want to do this thing on a full-time basis. One of the things that they said, man, when you're preparing for radio shows, write out every single word that you're going to say. Like, verbatim. Hi, my name is Arthur Motz. I'm here with my main man, Wes. I can't <laughs> wait to get after it today. Shout out to SNR. Hey, man, Power Grid, Megawatts. Like, they would literally have you type this thing up verbatim word for word and even have the time slot next to it. I said, for me, that doesn't work. For me, I'd rather just give you a mm-hmm. skeleton of this is the topic I wanna to talk about yep. and let me flow. I'm the same way everyone is different though, right? You guys, some people they, they have to operate like that and it's nothing wrong with it. I mean, you can dominate a show like that. No different than reading a teleprompter when you're doing live T V stuff. Some people do that and that's how they thrive. But you have others who is like, Man, just give me my concepts and I, let I me just to be know more what I'm natural. Talking right. about,
1: but it's, but don't like, don't give me the training wheels, but right. shooting from the hip at the same time. Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a weird it's, thing to explain, but it's, it's true. It's a
2: controlled chaos element yes. of the improvisation, similar to jazz music. People think of jazz music and <laughs> right. they think it's chaos, that's right? A, right? Man, no, example. nobody is yeah. on beat, nobody is on rhythm, all this improv. Everybody's improvising. But it's like, no, it's very much structured. If you listen and, and talk to these guys. It's within the structure. Right, it's yeah. freestyle within the structure. Hey, do it, but within the confines we're, of the defense. We're, we're, playing do it, in, but we're, we're
1: playing in the key of B minor. Right, we right. all know that. We're on the same page right? There, but now we're free. Now we're going to have there. free, free yeah. range
2: with it, but just stay in that key and we're good to go. Yeah. Same concept when I think of how, you know, when, when you're talking about Ben and his preparation, I've seen quarterbacks that prepared crazily. Man, first one in, last guy out, watching all the film, extra practice reps, spending extra time, this and that. And they go in the game and throw three picks, and they suck. They're (laughs) cut by, by week four. I've seen that. Trust me. I've seen it. But then I've seen Ben where it's like, man, never have I came into a game and I felt that Ben wasn't prepared. Right. Never have I went into a game and I thought, man, this guy isn't giving us the best chance to win right now because he isn't mentally where he needs to be. I've never felt like that, regardless of if you want to pop quiz him on, hey, man, in the third quarter of the Jaguars versus Bills game, man, with two minutes left, (laughs) there was a flea flicker. But what was the coverage on it? If you ask him that, all right, yeah, he probably not going to have that. And that's fine. But I guarantee you, if you put him in the game and they run that coverage, I guarantee you he's going to be right on the money with it. That's what he does. He's better as an improviser. Some guys you have to study. I mean, we saw the Brady and how he obsesses over it, right? Mm -hmm. Man, family, go away for 12 days. Let me get in here and lock in. You see all the film. This all he does. Okay, cool. That works for him. That works for him. That's fine. That's fine. But not everybody is built the same way. And I know people will say, well, that's why he has six rings. Cool. You want to go with the outlier? Cool. Yeah. I, I get you. All right, fine. Pat yourself on the back. Good job. Outlier. All right, cool. So why is it only one then? All right, so clearly that isn't normal. That's, that's not what you're going to be able to attain if that's the case. All right? So that's just how I think of it, man.
1: No, that's well said. I'm with you. I saw a lot of that reaction, and I was like, hey, come on. Anybody who's in a – I think a performance type industry can can relate to that. You and I do that on the show. We want to know the topics that we're talking about, but you don't want it to be too structured because then you can you can overthink it. You can get absolutely too man set in and your in your you know and some of your prep work and instead of reacting and and, and going on the fly there. Um, interesting stuff, uh, absolutely from Bruce Arians yesterday. We're going to take our first break here. On the other side, we'll be joined by our good friend of the show, Brian Bakko. Motsi. It's been a
2: minute. I'm excited to have it's, him back, it's man. It's been a
1: minute. We'll get his thoughts on the Super Bowl. We'll get his thoughts on some of the stuff that's transpiring with uh, Ben's contract situation. Um, and also, Arthur Moats. We have tallied up our 2020 game predictions oh, for the Steelers. Oh, yeah. And let's just say things did not go so well for our friend Brian backhill But mm-hmm. we'll discuss mm-hmm. when we return with our buddy from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. He's Arthur Motes. I'm Wesley Euler. You to see it. <laughs> You're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. To the phone lines, we go
1: to our good friend of the show, Mr. Big Stuff himself. It's Brian Backo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Our friend here joins us uh, just about every Thursday during the season. We've uh, been back and forth here during the offseason, but good to catch up with the batman once again what's going on partner thanks for uh, taking the time here for us for a little off-season edition of back go thursday
3: yeah no problem guys just trying to stay busy generating some content over at the post gazette had a couple stories today and yesterday one on matt canada from talking to a few of his former pit players that mm-hmm. he helped make a decent amount of money and uh one today on all those familiar Steelers faces who are trying to win the super bowl Uh, Sunday night with Tom Brady of all people
1: well let me start with that first part then uh, because I guess yeah there's been some moving and shaking to the coaching staff um, since you and I last spoke since we all last spoke Mm -hmm. Mr. Backo Uh, just your thoughts two uh, new coaches, two new coaching hires on the offensive side of the football, both from within the organization. Uh, obviously, Matt now, Canada. Now, well, now, Alfredo Roberts. Oh, that's right. Well. Alfredo mm-hmm. Roberts, tight end coach as well, too. Yes. Um, but kind of st- starting with the top with Matt Canada, since that is the OC, since that is the big uh, coaching role there on the offense. We heard a lot um, from Mike Tomlin at the end of the season, Brian, about uh, not maintaining status quo and not being the definition of insanity. Is uh, coming is is it's hiring an offensive coordinator from a promotion within the organization? Um, last five OCs for the Steelers organization, four of them have been internal promotions. But Matt Canada is a little bit different. Only one year with the organization. It was his first year in the NFL. He's got obviously much more of a college, a collegiate background. Does that represent enough change for you, or are you still leaning towards status quo?
3: No, I, I like the Matt Canada hire, to be honest. I mean, that, that was one that I thought even when the season ended, I mean, not many people were giving him a chance to, to be considered as uh, the replacement for Randy Feetner. But I thought that it made a lot of sense on a lot of levels. And, and like, like I've said before, I mean, I, I don't know if I've said it with you guys, but the Steelers kind of tried to split the difference of keeping your, your plan in place for maybe one last rock for the quarterback versus mm taking a little bit of a big swing on uh, an innovative offensive mind who really hasn't been here for a lot of the past failures. I mean, last year, notwithstanding, but he was just the quarterback's coach. So we'll see if if they kind of threaded the needle there, making him the right guy, but uh, I I get it. I mean, again, yeah, he's an internal hire technically, but not only was he not with the organization for very long, but he hasn't even been in the NFL for very long. So I, I do think there's something to him being a little bit of a, a, a mystery box in terms of what he's going to try to do with this offense.
2: Now, when you think about the other guys that were being interviewed, obviously your Hugh Jacksons, your Pep Hamiltons, and then we obviously saw um, Ike Hilliard get an interview with the Detroit Lions mm-hmm. for their offensive coordinator position. Did you feel that he was the best guy out of that bunch?
3: In a vacuum, I don't know, but I thought he was the best fit for likely how this Steelers offseason would play out. And, you know, like we talked about before, if, you, if you're bringing back Ben, which I still think that's the way this thing is, is headed, just trying to read the tea leaves, you, you're not going to want to completely jolt him, I don't think, and, and uproot everything that he has uh, come to know about playing in this offense. But at the same time, it, it you might want to make him uh, a little uh, uncomfortable it, it, in, in a good way to, to maybe hmm. uh, spur his d- development uh, in, into what he needs to be for this offense in 2021. Now, there's still a lot of dominoes to fall with how this approach is, is going to take shape from who the wide receivers are going to be to the running backs to who's going to be protecting Ben or whoever else plays quarterback. But the nice thing that I think you've read about Matt Canada uh, over the years. Again, exclusively at the collegiate level, you got to note that uh, he pretty much always adjusts to the personnel that he has, rather than trying to, you know, retrofit those pieces for what he wants to do. And we'll, we'll see if he has the right puzzle pieces in Pittsburgh. But uh, there's a lot of good evidence that, that he'll find a way to, to make use of what he does have in the best way possible.
1: Hmm. How much of that then do you think uh, wow, a whole bunch of different say, questions yeah. I want to <laughs> ask you about that but but yesterday Mr. Bacco all right I, I I was I was looking at some of this and I found out that if you look at NFL yards per play when using pre-snap motion, okay number one and number two on that list, you guessed it the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. We know that when it comes to pre-snap motion, when it comes to even play action as well, too, the Steelers have been at the bottom of the barrel in those categories now for a long time. How realistic of an expectation is that to change now, potentially in the last year of Ben Roethlisberger, 39 years old, a future Hall of Fame quarterback? Is it is it the the old adage of you can't teach an old dog new tricks, or is is there a common is there, is there a middle ground to be found there?
3: Uh, there's definitely a middle ground, but I share anyone's concern who uh, question or are skeptical of how much Ben and just the the Steelers organization in general are, are going to buy into that. Uh, I'm just looking at some numbers right now uh, through the first seven or eight weeks of the season. The Steelers were, were top five uh, in that pre snap hmm. motion rate, and, and they by the end how nice of the they year,
2: looked at that point too. Mm-hmm.
3: Correct. And by the end of the year, they were still in the top 10, at least according to uh, the the way that ESPN uh, and their analytics team uh, tracked this. But uh, by the end of the year, uh, they they had dropped four or five spots uh, to to just at the bottom of the top 10. So, uh, you know, maybe there's a correlation there. Just anecdotally, watching the games every week, Mm -hmm. uh, it seemed like they were doing less and less creative things. And uh, a lot of smart football minds, much smarter than me, have come out and said since the end of the season that this team was making it hard on themselves to move the ball. I mean, not only in general, but especially in those short-yarded situations that just always seemed to uh, bedevil them uh, when push came to shove. And and you can certainly chalk up a lot of that to the offensive line or ball placement from the backs. But uh, a lot of that also has to do with play calling, play design, and while Randy Feetner deserves credit for some of the early season success, he obviously ended up uh, getting the blame and getting the boot uh, for the, the way that this offense tailed off later in the season. And, and Matt Canada, he might have his work cut out for them based on some of the changes that are going to happen there and you know the lack of mobility for his franchise quarterback. But uh, we'll, we'll see what he can scheme up. I, I do think he's a really smart guy, and everyone I've talked to about him says uh, you're, you're not getting a dummy in here. You're getting a guy that understands – Uh, winning offensive football, but uh, that asterisk comes back. You've got to do it at this level now.
2: Now, you were speaking of this situation as if Ben was going to be the quarterback, and obviously there's been a lot of questions surrounding him. We've heard the comments about Mr. Rooney in terms of looking to add to that quarterback room and obviously saying that Ben is going to have to take significant concessions in regards to his contract, and then obviously Ben goes on record and says that he doesn't care about his pay, but realistically what are the chances that Ben is back next year as the quarterback if you had to put a percentage on it?
3: Well, you know what's funny, is You just kind of said, I almost stopped you. You said Ben has put it on record that he doesn't care about his pay. That's not entirely true. I agree. When he told told Ed Bouchette and Jerry Dulac, two of the deans of Steelers media, and he said it in text messages, I'm pretty sure. You know the wording was clear. He doesn't care about his pay this year. This year. This year was very clear. I think words words matter and mean something, especially when you're Ben and you know that everybody's going to analyze and overanalyze it uh, forever. Not caring about your pay this year doesn't mean you don't care about your pay at all. (laughs) No question. He is smart enough and his agent's smart enough to know there's ways around that.
2: And also, let's be real, when we're talking about his pay, I mean, we know based on what he's already had from a cap standpoint that whatever is added in money this year, whether it's the $2 million vet minimum that he would technically be eligible for, it's still going to be added on top of his $21 million cap it that he already is going to have. So to me, even when he says that, when you start looking at how that scale is going to work a little bit, it's easy to break down this and say, hey, Matt, we both know that he didn't mean this one hundred percent, the way that he said it.
3: <laughs> to answer your question, though, I still like. I personally think there's like a ninety-some percent chance that he's back because I- I've said it before. Like I just put it in terms of, you know, he's been here so long; it's so difficult to imagine mm. the Steelers without him. That I- I'll just believe it when I see it, basically. And, and obviously, the light at the end of the tunnel there now for him, not only in in age. Uh, but also on his contract status. I mean, he, he has always been one to say, even when he signed this deal, uh, I intend on seeing it through until the end. It hasn't been since the Todd Haley era that he would drop those. Uh, oh, well, I'm just going year to year, and we'll figure it out. I, I think he's been a little bit more committed to seeing this through. And I also just—it
2: wasn't don't the contract. Think- it was Mason. Come on, man. That tune changed after Mason got drafted. We remember that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, that could be it as well. But I also don't think the Steelers are going to make that kind of gut check. We'll just wash our hands of them. I mean, they're a franchise that thinks in generations. You know, what we do, we talk about sports every day. We have to think about this from a daily perspective. (laughs) Of course, right now, you can conjure up the idea that uh, on paper, the best move is to walk away from them and hit the reset button. We did see the the Chargers do that, though. I think that way. The only reason I thought
1: about yeah. that is we saw
2: the Chargers do that with the Phillip Rivers, yeah, remember? Yeah,
1: but Phillip Rivers doesn't have two rings on his finger.
2: Well, that's fine. Neither one of them have MVPs.
1: No, that's true. But do you think Phillip Rivers is beloved by the Chargers fan base as I do. Ben is by the Steelers? I personally yeah. do.
2: Because like when you look at his success that he had there, he did a ton of good that's stuff. That's true. That he, he, I mean, the numbers speak by for themselves. Standards. Absolutely. Yeah. It's not, and, and that's the thing, too. Chargers' franchise expectations compared to Steelers' franchise expectations are night and day. I mean, we, we noticed this is a team, you know, where we're talking about we're always looking at Super Bowl only. Yeah, they're not in that same vein. So I do think I just think the market is different because it's California and they're not even the big team in California anymore, especially. But other than that, I mean, t- no one I, I don't think anyone if we would have asked a year or two ago, hey, do you think Philip Rivers will ever play for another team? I don't think well, any true. of us would have said yeah. that the same way we talked about here and the same way we said with Peyton Manning as well when he was with the Colts and they ended up cutting him at the end of it.
3: I also think the organizations are so different, too. I mean, you know, the the Steelers are almost in a class of their own. I mean, you you can throw the Packers, Patriots in there, probably maybe a couple others. But, you know, the the amount of stability that they've had over the years and the way they value it, don't you almost think they'd rather be a year late uh, moving on from a guy than a year early? A lot of shrewd analytics people say you want to be a year early rather rather than than a year late. (laughs) Yep.
1: Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree with you on that, Mr. Backo. I think too when you look, um, you know, at the last decade how it went when they did say goodbye to some legends, uh, recently, not on the greatest of terms. Uh, I don't think they want that to happen with their two-time Super Bowl uh, winning future Hall of Fame quarterback Benjamin Roethisberger. Brian Backo is our guest here on the Steelers Blitz. mozi anything else Steelers for Backo before we get to some Super
3: Bowl? Yes, stuff?
2: I actually did want to ask him, man, what are your thoughts on Adrian Clem? Going from, you know, assistant offensive line coach to being the head honcho offensive line coach.
3: Yeah, I mean, Wes asked me that off the top. We went on such a tangent that I didn't. <laughs> Here, here's, here's my thoughts. Um, yes, we're going to give the guy a chance. Of course, you should. Everybody should. Uh, he might be a great offensive line coach, he, he might be exactly what this unit needs. But that doesn't mean that you can't look at a, the, the process with a critical eye hmm. and question. the the hiring in general. I mean, the results don't always equal the process. So I I think, you know, I was pretty dumbfounded uh, that that they ended up promoting him. I wrote uh, on PostGazette.com when I did a a story on how the internal hires have worked in the past, that he probably wasn't even a candidate to be promoted. Shows you how much I know, because it seemed like uh, they were shaking down a, a lot of other options across the league from more experienced guys. And, Logic would tell you that that's the way you'd go uh, after moving on from a, a relatively inexperienced guy, in Sean Surrett, But we'll see. I mean, uh, you know, I I don't know a whole lot about him. I, I do think it maybe it's possible that when Mike Tomlin brought him on a couple years ago to be Sean Surrett's understudy, perhaps he thought we can't make him the guy yet because you know we respect Sweet Feet and all he's done. But I really like him and think he's going to be our our main offensive line coach someday. So. If that's what's finally coming to fruition, cool. But uh, it sure looks like they, you know, struck out on a couple other more established names, and now they go with the guy who was part of a unit that, that really wasn't up to snuff last year in a lot of ways.
1: A couple Super Bowl quick hitters for you, Mr. Backo, before we get a a big game prediction hey now. from you. Okay. Uh, who's more valuable to their team right now? Today, February the 4th, year of our Lord 2021, Thomas Patrick Edward Brady or Patrick I don't know his middle name Mahomes
3: Uh, I'm gonna go with Mahomes on that one Uh, you know Brady what what he's done for the Bucks this year I mean he really has been the missing piece as Bruce Arians put it but uh, Mahomes just he he can do so many other things for you I I think there's a few guys you could put into Tom's shoes and this team could still make this run I, I don't know if there's anybody You put into Mahomes' shoes, uh, who who has the Chiefs where they are right now. Although, I will say, uh, it's nice having Travis, Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill on your side at all times.
2: Without a doubt. So, I I guess my question to you is this, then. We talked about the two quarterbacks. Who has the bigger game between A.B. and (laughs) Well,
3: We don't even know know if A.B. is going to play. It looks like it's trending that way. But, uh, you you know, can't say for sure uh, until it gets here. Uh, watched uh, Antonio's Super Bowl Zoom call yesterday, and uh, that was just a riveting 25 minutes of question and answer. A lot of really good banter there from AB. Said he still uh, stay in joking, contact but... with
2: uh, Coach T as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, uh, I kind of find that hard to believe. But uh, so you're guess, telling me you know, it's a chance talked... for the return? What? What was that? <laughs> I, you know i haven't talked to you guys in a while but i guess west still stays in contact with me considering he hits me up like once a month so that's maybe right. it's one of those deals but um that, well okay I'll are, are say you saying that mike know tomlin they,
1: and antonio brown get beers together at the brewery i hey. mean because you know you and i have done that mr backup
3: that's true that's true we got to do that again soon uh if maybe it's possible best but uh to answer moats I'm going to go L Bell just because we don't even know if A.B. is going to be suited up. So maybe this is uh, a game for Le'Veon Bell to be the chief secret weapon.
1: Mr. Backo, picture that you are the owner of an NFL franchise, okay? You are a team owner in the NFL, and you're starting from scratch, like Madden Fantasy Draft style, right? You're the owner of an NFL franchise, and you are completely bare bones, right? Starting from scratch. Who would you rather have as your head coach, Andy Reid or Bill Belichick?
3: cool um I'm gonna go Andy Reed I, I think the way that uh, his, his offensive mind is staying on the cutting edge of basically every trend in the league right now and you know not only that but the, the eye that he's had to, to draft and develop a lot of these guys you got to give him credit in the chief's front office credit but uh, I'm not saying Bill's passes his prime and never going to get it done again but I'll go Andy Reid on this one. I like it.
1: I like it. Uh Motes, you good with moving on to predictions here? I am, man. All right. Cuz
2: you know that's what I live for.
3: All
1: right, Mr. Backo, before we get your Super Bowl prediction, Motes, I mean because he he's a genius when it comes to these predictions. Well, is he though? Because let the let <laughs> I the feel like I'm being <laughs>
3: set up for a for a burn here. <laughs> he is the
2: best when it comes to predict. I mean, this guy predicted the Texans getting the job done. He <laughs> predicted the Eagles coming here and drop 30 on us. I mean, I mean this it, it, is the specialist. When it comes to these, so so yes, you know, I, I cannot wait. I've been now, waiting all day for this. For, when I woke up, this morning. for, for clarity. All right, hey, the Eagles dropped twenty
3: nine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it
3: wasn't thirty though.
1: <laughs> I just had a the, the, the scene in the first Fast and the Furious there, right, where uh, Paul Walker's Paul Walker's like, I almost, I almost had you, you, man. I almost had thirty, man. Uh, doesn't hey. matter if it's twenty nine or if it's nine; it ain't thirty. It ain't thirty. <laughs> um, for transparency, though, for clarity. That last year in twenty nineteen, Brian Backo oh, let he, yeah, he kicked our butts. He kicked our butts. <laughs> but in twenty twenty, it came them bills came, came due. Then bills came due. Brian Backo on his season predictions finished with a seven and nine record. Him and Bill Belichick in the same
2: uh
3: same man, boat. Very, in that very one.
2: simpatico. Arthur Motes, 10-6. We
3: and spent six. all our money last year. Uh, we went all in last year. It's the cap, uh of man. The rebuilding now. It's
2: the cat in these opt-outs. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Backo seven and nine, Moats ten and six. Wesley Euler, your twenty twenty (laughs) champion, hit eleven and five. Whoa, whoa, whoa! We were one game difference. One game difference And Mister Backo, Mister Backo. You want to know what the difference was here? Wow, what was it? It was that uh, you, as well as myself, picked the Buffalo Bills to beat the Steelers. Moatsy stuck with the Steelers. That
2: was the difference at the top of the mountain. I had to. Hey, hey, full train
3: Bills mafia. The franchise that initially welcomed in welcomed him in with open arms, Tomo, Tomo. I guess that's what he you, deserves.
2: You said betraying uh, Bill's Mafia. I'm employed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what, what type of betrayal y'all talking about. I'm being loyal to the people that cut me the checks right only, now. Only you one know? of those
1: organizations is still yeah, cutting that,
2: that, checks. W- one cuts me bigger checks. So, <laughs> hey, so <no>,
1: i <laughs> So a, a year a year after his crowning achievement, Mr. Backo, a game under five hundred. Uh, again, Backo seven and nine, Motes ten and six, Wesley Euler eleven and five talking about showing that. you the money. All right, Mr. Backo, a shot at redemption. How's it play out on Sunday? What do you think?
3: I think it's gonna be a, a very exciting Super Bowl. Um, even more so than last year, when the Chiefs and the Niners were getting after it. I think they're gonna shatter that over, and I'm gonna go with a Back to back, Kansas City repeat. I'm gonna <gasps> say Chiefs forty bucks thirty
2: four. You know, funny Ooh. thing, I actually think it's gonna be high score like that as well. I, I promise you, man. I was I was really writing my score on this morning, and I'm like, yo, I think it's gonna be up there. That's, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that me and Mister Brian backcourt very much 40, in
1: line. Forty to thirty four Chiefs. Correct. Yes. All right. That's what I'm going I'm going to write these down, too. We'll write these down just to, again, you know, just for transparency in the future. Mm-hmm. You know, just when we put these all into a time vault one day, you know, when our great-great-grandchildren open it up, <laughs> open up the box, you know, 200 years from now. And they want to say, oh, what did, what did dad think about the Super Bowl? <laughs> 55. Brian Bacco has been our guest, our good friend of the show. Uh, buddy, we're not entirely sure what our schedule is going to look like the rest of uh, the off season, but we will definitely in these
3: uncertain times
1: In these unprecedented and uncertain times. Uh, one thing for certain, we always enjoy chatting with you on Thursdays, man, really appreciate it. And we will, obviously we'll stay in touch and we'll catch up with you soon. Thanks buddy for, for today and yes, for the whole, indeed. for the whole season. Seriously.
3: Pleasure all mine guys. Great to talk to you today. Notice I didn't say it's great to talk to you in general, just hey. like Ben's text about, he doesn't care about his money. <laughs> See you guys. Hey, there best, he is
2: best interview of the year. <laughs> Ah, he See. said the year, oh, not the, the year. season. The See. year.
1: Boom, the That's year. Nice one, Is Nice one. All right, buddy, thank you. Great stuff as always. We appreciate it. There he is, our good friend of the show, Brian Bacco. Nobody liked that guy. I tell you, moats. we knew it from day one, right? This would have been two summers ago, so it would have been summer 19 in the before times, mm-hmm. right? You know, the before times before the pandemic. Summer 2019. Moats and I are at uh, Steelers OTAs and minicamps, you know, down in Mr. Rooney's backyard, mm-hmm. the UPMC Rooney Sports Complex <sighs> on the south side of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. We're sitting there. We're watching practice. We're doing our shows, right? And I think we were doing a three-hour show, so Correct. we had a little bit of extra yes. time. And we're like, you know what? Like, Let's nab some guests here. We don't really do guests, but let's nab some guests. We got some time. We don't have a ton to talk about. I was like, what about our buddy Brian Backo? You know, he had just started. He had moved from covering Pitt. I was like, who is this
2: Brian Backo guy? You know, he
1: had moved from covering college football up to the big leagues to cover Mm -hmm. the Steelers. He was younger, and Moats and I, you know, younger ourselves, we want to – amplify younger voices in
2: this younger. market i thought i was old literally three years ago i was told i was old now you tell me i'm young again i i can't keep up with well, this see, stuff, it's man.
1: it's it's by industry standards so by ah, football standards you're old okay but by like media and radio
2: standards I'm you're young. young gotcha yeah okay. yeah um, it just throws me off I, I can't keep up with it when i'm supposed to be old when i'm supposed to be young am i supposed to have gray hair am i not supposed to have gray hair Am my <laughs> old retired guy or am i young and up and coming like you, you see, you see what I deal with on a daily basis, man.
1: So I said, I said to Arthur Motz, I said, "Hey, I've been having this, I've been having lunch with this Brian Baco guy every day at at, at minicamp here. You want to have him on the show?" Motz said, "Sure, let's do it."
2: Actually, I said no because you never invited me to lunch. <laughs> but continue.
1: no now stop it <laughs> i was there for lunch because i had to be there early to do tunch and wolf show hey, 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 and, all, too, and you know too,
2: too transparent don't be too, transparent, don't be too, transparent, too transparent okay okay dial it back dial it back
1: <laughs> and so this was the same like you had that weekend i believe your celebrity dodgeball tournament San santonio holmes mm-hmm. so we go it's the first time we had just met brian Bacco. we're just becoming friendly and he sits down to do a radio interview with us and he goes Hey, like we're we're like sixty seconds away from coming back to the segment. He goes, Hey, I see you got the dodgeball thing going on. And Moats is like, Yeah, you know, I'm excited. <laughs> and and Baku goes, Who'd be your first round draft pick on a Steelers dodgeball team? And we both we both slapped the table and we were like, forget everything we were gonna do. We did a whole segment on we, Steelers we dodgeball team. I think we had him for two seconds. Yeah, we did, yeah. And then we brought him Absolutely. back and actually talked football. Yes. But we had a whole segment on your all time Steelers dodgeball team caught and- us
2: so <laughs> off guard, like I was like, wow, if you're bringing that type of content, like, like, yes, yes. And and
1: from that moment, we were like, this is our type of guy right here. So, yeah. Without a doubt. Always great. Make sure you're giving Brian Bacco some love uh, on Twitter and and reading his stuff in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette as well. We're going to take a break here. When we come back, we'll close down the first hour of the show, and we'll start to get into more Super Bowl talk. We'll take all your tweets. Tell us. Uh, what you're eating, what you're drinking, what you want to no, no. win.
2: What are you going to wear? I didn't know are, this was a thing. I right? had no clue yeah, that was a thing.
1: Hashtag Steelers ain't playing. Yes. But are you still wearing your Steelers jersey? Correct. Yeah, didn't I did not know that. Everything's on the table. Food, drink, the big game, the superb, owl. Mm-hmm. What's your outfits going to look like on Sunday? Let's talk about it all. You know where to find us on Twitter, at DaBody52. DaBody. And at Wesley Euler, this is Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Moats on your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR.
1: It's Euler remotes are super. Superb mm-hmm, Owl show, mm-hmm. show. I can't even. I can't even say that properly without without messing it up. Without just and every time I think,
2: that. in And every time I think of saying SB, it reminds me of like SB Nation. Right. So I'm like ah. Mm-hmm. I, don't really, and I don't really dig. I mean, it's cool. And I don't really like. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, uh, I mean,
1: uh. it's big game week, and yeah. we are rocking and rolling. And on the TV here right now, I see Tom Brady says he will consider playing past the age of 45. <sighs> Arthur Moats, our buddy David. Photoshop Extraordinaire wants to know if we think if Brady wins on Sunday, will he finally, for the love of God, ride nope. off into the sunset, nope. or does that cyborg
2: go for number nope. eight? If he gets, if he wins Sunday, for a fact, he's coming back to get another one. I think he's coming back regardless of. What I do happens. too. I, I, yeah. I agree because he played too well this year. I mean, it, I, I think we had a bet about. Oh, we did. Oh, throwing for he, a certain amount of money or see, a, I got, a certain I got, amount of yardage. I got a chance to thump my chest in the last yeah. segment, he yeah, now has got to get the payback here. And, and he definitely went out there and showed with, you know, not even playing full games this because, true. you know, they had to pull him out. He was just too gory at times. <laughs> but um, seeing the type of year that he had, he was relatively healthy. Yeah. And I the did. situation in Tampa, realistically, nice we, we talked about Tampa when he went there. This uh, Obviously, this year, we were kind of questioning early on, like, how are they going to protect him, need some mm-hmm. pieces here or there. They've done a great job great acquiring job. the talent. Great job, and not only that, you have two very, very viable running backs in terms of Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. We don't even consider Shady, who's been on the roster for the whole yeah. year. We didn't even—he's yeah. afterthought, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Shady, like yeah, he's cool. In street clothes, but it's like they have talent, they young do. talent. They do. They've already talked about potentially bringing AB back as well. So I mean, you hmm. think about that dynamic young with defense, that defense, man. Defense. They, they, they could be in position to do something special, too. Yes, they could. So I could definitely see him, regardless of what happens, him wanting to come back. And he, like I said, I think he will come back. He, he To me, I didn't see any signs of drop off. No. Like, people wanted to criticize him a ton in New England last year. I thought it was more so the situation, but when you see him with these weapons, early on, he struggled, right? And, and we expected it, that. It was inconsistent, but it's no like, no old, camp, like— No preseason, weird training camp, offseason OTAs, with nothing. the pandemic. Like, no OTAs, nothing. You're learning on the fly. But you saw, once he got to, like, week 10, 12, like, that oh, they've, time frame, they've won what, they started five, six, clicking. Tra- six or seven yes. straight since then, yeah. They started clicking and then not to mention they did all this on the road during the postseason as well. Yep, You know, add to the difficulty element of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, who—, who, who of course, when we're talking about Tom Brady, it, it wouldn't, it, you know, it would be too just easy to say, oh, they would the number one seed, home field throughout, all the roses and pomp and circumstance. No, no, no. It's like not only does he leave his old team where he had this dynasty, uh, but he goes and takes the tough route of doing it on the road, just, uh, just cutting heads off and putting them on his little knapsack as he walks out of Green Bay, knapsack. as he walks out of <laughs> he walks out of New Orleans, he walks out of all these places, just, just heads in a knapsack. That's it. He was in D.C. earlier, and now he's back home. He says, okay, I had to wait all year, all postseason to get back home, and now I'm ready to go ahead and get this last one from Kansas City. That That's the type of vibe he's on right now. It's crazy. The more I think about it, I'm starting to think, think that it's true when they say you don't bet against Brady in these type of games. You don't bet against Brady. You don't bet against – the more I think about it, the more I keep talking about it, as much as my heart tells me Mahomes because that dude is playing just crazy right now, I keep looking at Thomas, Edward, Patrick, Brady. Yeah. And it makes me just think, like, I've seen this before. I've lied to myself like this before. I've told myself, man, look, he's washed. It's over. We got him. And he go out there and, 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 you know, take us around the watershed and do something nasty to it. You know what I mean? Like, I've seen it too many times and I'm just asking myself, am I the definition of insanity right now? Are we all the definition of insanity, especially in Still a Nation? We know how we feel in Still a Nation (laughs) as it pertains to Tom Brady. Are we all exercising, you know, what insanity is in terms of us all just thinking that, hey, it can't happen, it won't happen, this is the time, it's over, it's done, it's done?
1: Listen. I finally did it last year like, like <coughs> I finally did it last year I thought I was safe I was like this guy is 57 years old he's going to a new organization it's over he's not going back to a Super Bowl I me, wrote man. the article and you know what's funny is 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 Crowley and Tom tried to tell me Crowley and Tom like, tried to nice tell to me right off Tom Brady at your own peril and I said all right guys I said he's he's got he's got gonna be an AARP card here soon he does not care. Much like Mike Tomlin, like, he doesn't. you can
2: look at him this season and with the slow start that we talked about. Remember, it was a point this year where we said that, hey man, this is the most interceptions Brady has thrown like at that particular like span of the season. And then when whenever it clicked, mm-hmm. it clicked. And you could just see how different that team looked. And why they were struggling early was because of him. But then, once he got his stuff together and they all got on the same page, like they look dominant at times, like Mm -hmm. flat out dominant. Mm -hmm. And yeah, man, it just (laughs) makes me, I'm just, I'm just keep telling myself, like, all right, you you flirted with it for a second during the middle of the season, of all right, maybe Brady is washed. Maybe it is over. I I, I don't want to, I don't want to play this game right now. I don't either.
1: Let's just, uh, just go Chiefs on Sunday. That's all I got. Hey, geez. Steeler Bomb 2030. Uh Euler says Euler and Moats on a thirsty Thursday. Let's go. Hey. He said I he said he can't he can't do it anymore. Tom Brady in the Super Bowl is so stale to me. I don't know if I can watch. I I, I will say though, and, and Moats has pointed this out. I think there, there's a difference this year between there, yes, just yes. Tom Brady and the Patriots organization. As I couldn't well. take
2: the Patriots
1: in yeah, the Super Bowl game. It, it is more, it's, it is take. much more tolerable without the without the the in Belichick. And then everybody, and the Belichick Julian is the greatest Elvin ever. And I and mean, the,
2: look at this guy. This this uh, I don't. I
1: don't want to hear all that. I'm good, man. I'm good. But I do. I think it's funny, and I, I don't know. I, I told you. I don't know if I've told you this before or not. One thing that I think funny is you've heard a lot of people say over the last two weeks, appreciate greatness, appreciate mm-hmm. greatness. With t- Hey, hey, don't tell me it's getting stale. Don't tell me it's getting old. Appreciate greatness. Motes, and I know you keep that same energy in your life. Yes. But the people who have been telling me that,
2: they don't do that. Wait,
1: wait, like, what are we talking? It's the same people who got sick of the Golden State Warriors, mm-hmm. who got sick of LeBron James, who got sick of the San Antonio Spurs. They, the s- they
2: probably were the same ones that got sick of the Bulls. S- like, 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 come on, man. You, the, same you,
1: was, the same. What are you, Jerry Krause? What are you doing? Motsi, I kid you not. The same people who are the same ones of my family members who are telling me you got to appreciate Tom Brady's greatness are the same ones who every January complain that it's Alabama winning another national championship. Well, which way is it
2: then? Exactly. All right, like so don't... for me, I enjoy greatness. I enjoy being able to see, either as coaches, players, organizations, just defy the odds. What we're seeing right now from Brady—think about when was the last time we've seen this? The I last know. old quarterback that we saw dominant—I don't like it, it wasn't Peyton Manning because he fell off like a cliff. It. We saw that. It wasn't Brett like Favre. He fell up like. I respect it. Like a lot of these guys, when they get to that point, they fall off, and he. For some reason, well, we know what the reason it's is. A, it's a it's plastic
1: surgeon. No, nah, and Jennifer nah, nah baby. Hey, I'm
2: telling you, man, you got to eat low fat. It's low fat almond milk, <laughs> low fat almond milk milkshakes. All right, with with uh, diet. I think it's diet pomegranates. Now that I think about it. Yeah, those that that's just, that's the key to success. I wasn't committed enough. That's why I stopped playing. When I stopped playing, you could still be. I mean, right? You'd
1: be you'd be Ray Lewis out there, right? now I,
2: I mean, seriously, I, I should go get me some. Let me let me get one of them T 12 smoothies real quick. <laughs> I think I'm gonna make I'm gonna come back. <laughs>
1: All right. Let's take our last break of the first hour here. When we come back, we got some tweets rolling in. We'll continue to get to those at Wesley Euler at the Body Fifty Two. The Body. Anything on the table? All right. We got to talk some Super Bowl snacks. You know, we're going to talk about some matchups to watch. Um, we'll give our predictions on the game before we get out of here. You can give us yours as well too. Anything Super Bowl related? You got another hour to join in on the conversation. He's Arthur Moats. I'm Wesley Euler. Sixty in the books. Sixty to go. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR.
0: Euler and Moats are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your twenty four seven home of the Black and Gold S N R Steelers Nation Radio.
1: Good afternoon, Steelers Nation. How we doing? Feeling electric. Well, that's good. Me too. Oh yes, yeah. Wesley Euler. Our last show before the big game. Everything on the table. Motes, mm-hmm. uh, let's, let's talk a little food and fashion as it relates to Super Bowl Sunday. Well, I love fashion. A little f-
2: <laughs> And I was always love A food. little
1: food and fashion as it relates to Super Bowl Sunday. Ow, ow. First of all, I want to know, uh, since you are a very neutral perspective on this, because I believe, I mean, you haven't been to a Super Bowl party, like, since Nam, right? Like, maybe since say, you were a kid. Hey, hey, hey. I've been one in my career. Yeah, yeah. So you are a
2: little—I'm um, a novice, a little wet behind the ears yes. in, the, in the in the Super Bowl party. I right? had, had a lot of things I was unaware of, like yes, what I'm supposed to wear. Yes, I didn't know that was a, a topic of discussion, or like, if I'm like certain foods to cook, or what you're supposed to bring, the style of nachos. Like I, I, I was unaware of, so of these So these let's things.
1: let's solve the fashion question here first before we move on to the the food menu. Okay, okay. is that cool with you? That sounds like a plan. If you're going to a Super Bowl party mm-hmm. and your team isn't playing, okay. what should you wear? Should you rep your squad? Should hmm. you just dress normal, You know, maybe comfy, maybe a hoodie and sweats like you're watching the game? Mm-hmm. Um, do you wear something goofy? Do you wear something from your favorite college? You know, Do I chuck on a WVU hat? Arthur Motes, what do you think would be proper See, in this regard?
2: Well, I'd have to ask you, do you have any WVU players in this game? Because hmm. I happen to have three for the Bucks. So if I, I throw won. on JMU, yes, yes. If I throw on JMU, I feel like I am indirectly choosing a side. Hmm. That's my issue with okay. that one. Okay, that's fair. I see what you're doing there. You See what I, I, I see mean? What you're doing. But then I, I didn't know if it comes off as like I don't know bitter or weird if I wear like my Steelers stuff, since these are two teams that the Steelers could have been, right. you know, what I mean, in the game so with. Here's and, here's where I come yeah. down on that.
1: Okay. When I was in college, Arthur Motes, Uh
2: now, granted, when
1: I was in college, the Steelers did make it to the Super Bowl against the Packers. Okay. okay. Um, That was my either sophomore or junior year of college. Got you. But when you would go to a... When we'd have Super Bowl parties in college, you'd have, you know, 20, 30 people, Mm. and there's 15 different teams represented. You know what I mean? You've got Steelers. You've got Eagles. You've got Browns. You've got Bengals. You've got football team. You've got Giants and Cowboys. You've, you've got a plethora. You've got Packers, right? You've got a plethora of different fans mm-hmm. from people all over the place in a college town. So it made a lot of sense to me then, right? You know, your buddy's wearing his Miami Dolphins jersey. You chuck on your Troy Polamalu jersey, and you go drink some beers and watch the game with your buddies. But now it's a little different to me because if I go to Super Bowl gatherings around here... Everybody that I'm with is a Steelers fan. Yeah. So I don't feel the same need necessarily it's different. if I'm going to a party where the other 9 people are going to be wearing Steelers jerseys, it's not really like I'm I'm doing anything for show. Yeah, You know, like it was different when you're trash talking your buddies
2: and, Whereas and here, he's got on a Ravens jersey we all you in got the same on a boot. Right. You are still a fan? I'm still a fan. Right. We, bro, we we know what this is. Exactly. Yeah. We know what this is. We're, we're not trying to brag on we're, nobody we're right now. We're here for the
1: beer and for the munchies. Yeah. yeah. That, not, that's we're... about
2: it, man. <laughs> we're, we're, we're all, you know, waddling in our sorrows.
1: Okay. So is, that's our final verdict is yes. that.
2: It's if... okay to wear your stuff. As long as it's within the crib, right? Not going to somebody else's. More,
1: like, though, if you're going to a party where it's going to be a lot of different fan bases represented right, then right. you represent. Then right.
2: Yeah. But if you know what
1: it is, then yeah. I like it. Okay, I like okay. it. All right, now let's move on to the- f-
2: That was a good one right there. It's a
1: nice way to start it out. You right. like that, huh? Now let's move on to the food menu here, Arthur Mose. All, right, All right, here we right? go. Because here we go. I need. I got. I got snack power rankings for you, okay? Mm. You ready for this? I am. I love snacks. You know that. I think I'm going to go chicken wings number one. Fair enough. I'm going to go insert your favorite dip number two. Mm, okay. Okay.
2: Salsa, buffalo chicken, yeah, Guac, whatever. Right, right. Beer cheese, whatever, okay. seven
1: layer dip, five right, layer right. dip, thirteen it, it, layer I mean, dip. You, people get creative. <laughs> Number three, I'm gonna go nachos. And then after
2: that, Mozilla. Now I'm- wait a minute, wait a minute. What do you mean by you're gonna go nachos? Nachos. All right.
1: <laughs> Like chicken and jalapenos And ingredients on those nachos You know, not just chips for dinner I wish you guys could see Arthur Moses' face right now he just threw he me on, man. Me When he said, what do you mean nachos And I said, nachos, back at him You should have seen the look that this man Just gave me Like, bro, I know, but what do you mean nachos My man hit me with that
2: I'ma say it I'ma ask you what it is And I'ma just say it again like that ain't answer nothing, man. Just cause you say it twice don't mean it's it's simple now, man. It's it's the butterfly effect. What's the butterfly effect? It's the butterfly effect. Like that does not help me out, man. <laughs> um, you but, threw me but, off because every time when you say nachos, you think like nacho chips, right? Nacho. I think of like yeah, chi- I'm, like I'm like chips and like salsa, right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because they they're the same family, but they are very different. Like a loaded nacho could be a, a a legit meal, mm-hmm. whereas just Nachos like chips and cheese, chips and salsa like that's a different, that's more of an appetizer. That, that's what, <laughs> you funny though, man. <laughs> nachos.
1: I you, what? I nachos. I, I wish I had video that <laughs> looked at Arthur Moats. <laughs> number four on my list: pepperoni rolls. Oh,
2: okay, okay. And number five is a good soup. There's just wow, something wait about a, minute, a good wait a minute. soup
1: on Super you, Bowl Sunday. You, you
2: went. Pepperoni rolls? No pierogies? Ooh, buddy. I mean, this is Pittsburgh. Hey, this is, same same is the Super Bowl, though. I mean, I'm just saying. Like, What do you mean no pierogies? So pierogis? I think
1: everybody kind of has their their power yeah. rankings, right? But I'm with you on that, though, with the soup. But for me, though,
2: I, I would prefer a chili. Get, a chili, too. I'll take I, I a, chili. Want a chili. I'll take a chili. a chili. Yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. Now, Rocky Blyer, Uh-oh. completely on Twitter this morning, threw me for a loop, all right? Because there was a conversation going on Uh with some of us in this building about favorite Super Bowl snacks. Yes. And Rocky chimes in with his top five favorite Super Bowl dips. Just dips from Rocky. How about this? He goes, Wisconsin beer cheese dip, number one. Okay. You dip with pretzels, soft pretzels. He goes into very good detail here. Number two, sausage, queso, in a can of Rotel dip. Hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Number three, good, fresh, homemade guacamole. Okay, okay. Number four, French onion dip. Ah, a little change up. And you must use a classic style potato chip like Lay's to dip. Yeah, yeah. It has to be plain, right? It has to be plain. Classic plain potato chip. And then number five, Rocky checks in with... V.O.G. Buffalo Chicken Dip, mm, okay. a good a good beer cheese dip, I tell you, that's okay because that can be versatile. You know what I mean? You can me use yeah, I know that people for to more like it, things, yeah, more things. What do you got? You got your menu set planned for for Sunday
2: yet? I don't. I'm still back and forth right now, man. If I want to do the ribs or if I want wings with it, man. Ooh. I'm still working on my fine tuning. know we're gonna have fried. Cause see, for me, like when it comes to games, like I feel like you have to have your wings but at the same time i love having my ribs like you, you got to have some type of nice finger food yes. barbecue but then i got to thinking this and i could be overthinking it but i felt like if i barbecue then i'm picking a side as well <laughs> i don't know if everybody, maybe everybody hasn't been to kansas city i've been to kansas city numerous times as a oh, player a and in my leisure time
1: barbecue capital of the world no baby. question you want barbecue Yep. Go to Kansas City. Shout Can- out to Memphis. Shout yes. out to Texas. And, and they do a great job down Shout there. Yes. Yes. The Carolinas, yes. But, but Kansas City but is Kansas different. Kansas
2: City is the best. Kansas City hits different, yes. man. So I feel like if I choose to barbecue, which I'm already leaning towards, it's like, dang, did I, did I mm. indirectly violate? See, like, should now I I'm cook and I want to do that on purpose? Because then I'm like, should I start? And I was like, okay, I could do a brisket. Let me start that on Saturday, right? Saturday night.
1: Mm. So then now that you're way, really
2: technically, talking. now you're really talking. Technically. I didn't cook it on Sunday. Right. So technically, right. I didn't pick
1: that team. And, you know, you too, kidding? Kansas City barbecue is more pork-based than beef. Right, right, right. So if so, so I could beef, be okay, you go the right? I think
2: you're neutral. Yeah, right? yeah. I, I, that's what I was thinking, but I didn't know if I was overthinking big it. They're big-time ribs, pulled pork, burnt ends in, in Tr- Kansas City. Trust me, City. I love it. Those that, burn that, ends. Listen, that's one of my oh. favorite places. When I was playing, that was one of my favorite places to go on the road. I didn't even care about the nightlife. We, we, man, I couldn't tell you if there was a club, uh, a nice anything out there. We were going to, to – and, and it wasn't even – and trust me, when you're in Kansas City, you're not going to five-star restaurants for barbecue. No. 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 You're going to to, to Joe, Big Joe's on the corner some here. Some hole in the Ma- wall. Max is over there. Like, yep. it's, it's these bummy little small, yep. and you go in there. It's these wooden tables. It looks like you had a picnic, but indoors. You can only fit, like, yeah, people inside. Tops. Yeah, And you're like, man, this is some of the best barbecue I've ever had. Oh. Like, that's – Yeah. So for me, every time I went there, it didn't matter if I'm going to my dad, if I got my friends out there, it, it, my teammates, wherever we're at, we're going to hit these barbecue spots.
1: Arthur Motes, in June, like my, my, uh, my best friend Garrett and I, okay, in June, we're going out west. Mm-hmm. We're driving out west for nine days like oh, my best friend man. Garrett and I. We're camping in Colorado and in Ooh. Yellowstone National Park. We have already planned out our trip so that on the way out and on the way back we can stop in Kansas. That's where we're staying each night on the way out and on the Smart way back. Smart move is in Kansas City just so we could get that barbecue. Smart
2: move. Smart Arthur move. Motze,
1: we got a lot of people chiming in. Um you know, mozi until recently was not a watch the Super Bowl kind of guy. Correct. We've talked about this on the show before. mozi we got a lot of people saying that they can they just can't bear to watch because of Tom Brady. I mean, hey, I, I hey. understand it, but I would also say don't let one man rob your football joy now. Like Mav says here, I won't be watching. I can't stand to see Tom Brady's face on the podium again. Go Chiefs. It's hockey season now.
2: <laughs> Teach his own, man. Hey, if that's what gets people through, who are we to tell them that they're wrong? I'm just not yeah, going. I'm, I'm not going to allow that negativity to damper on what I'm finna enjoy on Sunday, mm. baby. Because mm. I mean, regardless of like I said, who wins. I, I mean, I feel like sometimes in games like this where you don't really have a, vet, a, a, a interest, you know, either side like that, it, you could just just sit back and enjoy it. It's not as stressful or, or as emotional as when you're watching a Steelers game. You could just enjoy the game. Right, and that's what I'm looking forward to. Like, I'm not going to be watching this game Sunday with my notepad out, like when I'm watching Steeler games. I don't have to worry about. Oh, I got to make sure I rewatch this game as soon as the game over. All right, let me me go rewatch it now. Like, I don't. No, no, I I can literally just let my hair down Mm -hmm. and be care free Mm -hmm. and that's what i thoroughly am looking forward to doing baby
1: (laughs) we got we got some more brady tweets uh good and bad our buddy tc is tired of the brady crap he says his arm is weak he should have thrown five interceptions against green bay and i wonder how many uh pass interference and roughing calls that the kansas city defense will get flagged for on sunday hey you you know what i i I do if you want to hate i'm 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 not i'm not hating on your hate
2: i always find it funny People bring up the the what-if interceptions when it comes to Brady. But we saw how many what-if mm. interceptions when it came to a quarterback here in Pittsburgh. And everybody mm. act like that was non-existent. So, you know how I vibe, man. I just keep the same energy across the board. If we're not going to do it for, for ours here, we're not going to give you the fairy tale. He should have thrown those over there. That just how I operate, baby.
1: Hey, TC, I came in here. A week ago, right? Last week, Hall honked. Week I, talked ago, about how week the, ago. I talked about how the Green Bay Packers were dead to me, how Matt LaFleur was dead to me, how yeah. Aaron Rodgers is no longer my boy, because I was upset too. But you know what, Arthur Motes, we mm. always come back to? Mm-hmm. They don't ask how. Nope. They ask how many. Yep.
2: Freaking 10 times. Wow. 10 times. Thanks a lot. You don't have to keep saying 10 times, because I remember every time you say 10 that I should have been in one, but I didn't get it because of his 10. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Heartbreak. Here's the other thing too that, we, that
1: we've discussed: tears. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers were third overall in league offense last year, mm-hmm. yet they
2: went seven to nine. You were quiet with it too, though. It third was most yeah. productive it was offense
1: in the league last year, yet mm-hmm. they went seven and nine. Where are they this year? hmm. And what's the difference?
2: Mm-hmm. A simple difference too.
1: I don't like them. You know, again, if you've listened to me for more than fifteen minutes, you know I am not a TB12 guy. But. Like Richard says here, we may hate him, but you got to call him the GOAT. Ten Super Bowls for one man, convince me. Uh, otherwise, yeah. I mean, he goes from the I Patriots, to Tampa Bay Buccaneers so first year, and got Tampa Bay
2: to the Super Bowl. It is funny, though, when you see a guy like Brady, right, the success that he's had, it instantly, like to this point now, is just either people love him or they hate him. It's no just, all right, he is what it is. Like, it's crazy.
1: Yeah, I'm it, kind of in between. That's I'm like, I don't. I'm like indifferent. I, 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 I've told you this before. Yeah. I am a little stale on him. Okay, like I, I, I respect greatness, but I mm-hmm. think it's like with Alabama football. Like at the same time, though, I'd, I, I, you know, I, I, I don't mind. I don't mind the parody. Well, see, as well and that's too. how we
2: differ. Because for me, I'm like, I don't need the parody because I feel like the next hundred years we're gonna have a ton of parody. This window yeah. that we're getting to experience who knows how much longer we have i mean we realistically know that i mean for brady i, I know you said it a year ago but like let's be real oh, this yeah. could be the last time yeah, we ever absolutely. see him in a super absolutely. bowl like realistically not and, even not even a reach and we 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 do yes. we, we
1: do that greatness versus parity thing like i was right. talking about earlier we kind of pick and choose where we go because mm-hmm. myself included right so power grid listen to me here i'm putting myself at the forefront of this and everybody else who says we're sick of brady we're stale of tom brady if it was Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin in their 10th Stanley exactly. Cup final. Or if it was, Big, be, ben. If it was be, Big Ben. If it was Big Ben in his seventh. We'd be seventh. loving I mean, We wouldn't, be, we no wouldn't be sick of it.
2: Yeah, we'd be over here beating our chest. Told you he did it again. Told you he ain't done. He's going to play until he's 70. If, like, it was, it, if it was Andrew McCutcheon in yeah. his 10th
1: World Series with the Pirates, we wouldn't be sick of it.
2: Come on, man. We, we know how this thing goes. When, when, when it's for us or it's in our favor, we we right behind it. We're rallying. When it's against us, man, can somebody else win? I'm sorry of this. I, don't want to think, see this anymore.
1: I think we got a first-time tweeter here. Uh oh. Sensei. For formiga. Ooh. Sensei formiga. Okay. Uh, wait, hold Uh-oh. on. Uh oh. I know you got something for me. I got it in the system. There it is. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to the party, pal. There it is. There it uh, is. <laughs> his top five Super Bowl snacks: wings, one; pizza, two; finger meatballs, three. Oh. Is the, is finger like the ones the, on the stick, the, right? The, yes. The, the, yes! Good call. Uh, it's got to be on the stick.
2: It Has to be a. Oh man, that's. Oh, that's beautiful. I love it. Four,
1: that. Uh, four nachos, loaded nachos, and five soft pretzel.
2: I'm not, I like oh, that. That's too. a good list. That's a good list. That's it for me, man. I probably I'm subbing out the pretzel for the win, uh for the ribs. I, I just feel like I gotta have me some ribs. But I love it. <laughs> I love the menu, though.
1: And uh, Joseph chimes in here. If the Steelers are not playing in the big game, I wear the only jersey that matters. And I believe Moats he attached a pic picture. I believe this is from Varsity Blues. Yes, I believe so. Yes, yes, indeed. Varsity Blues. Quarterback. Yep. Quarterback. Yep. Mm-hmm. From Varsity Blues. Oh, yeah. Joseph. That's a good one. And you know what? Joseph tweeted us when we did our. We were talking about uh, best football movies a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We did not mention Varsity
2: Blues. It's a good movie. That's a good one. Without a doubt. I mean, w- when you talk about your best movies, to try to. For football or sports movies, to isolate it to a top 10 oh, or a top so 5 good Especially luck. Especially for football. There's yeah, like so many so good ones. And then you have to yeah. go
1: like. Do you like the movies like varsity blues right. that are a little more out there, right? mm-hmm. More about the lifestyle, like Friday Night Lights, maybe the ones right. like Waterboy that are totally goofy mm-hmm. but still about football, as opposed to Remember the Titans, Gridiron yeah. Gang, you know, the, the more no serious like the serious yeah. movies versus the more more goofy, more comedy movies. But but yeah, no, I, I love it. Nice nice little jersey there from Joseph. I'm down with that too. You know, if you just want to wear a fun outfit. Some cra- you know what I'm trying th- to figure out What I should wear should, man? I, should, I, should I bust out My Terrell Davis jersey That would be dope Should I bust out My TD jersey I would, I, 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 I would actually like that That would Ooh. be awesome
2: I'm trying to think What should I wear
1: Should I wear like uh, Should I? You know what I should wear I should wear my Chicago White Sox five Michael Jordan jersey That's what I should do
2: I got the 23 I should throw the Ooh. Can you throw a Jordan It's Jordan You can throw Jordan on whenever. Yeah anytime Jordan yeah <laughs> it, it, it doesn't matter It doesn't matter even. He's always classy Yeah <laughs>
1: All right, we got two more segments to go uh, on Twitter. Whatever you want to talk about, the game, your favorite snacks, what you do fashion-wise, uh, your thoughts on Tom Brady, anything and everything. Also,
2: also your game NFL, NFL honors this weekend oh. as well. Do you think T.J. wins defensive player Let's, of the year? We'll talk about that for a minute when Absolutely, we come back here. Absolutely, we'll man, because that that that, you know, that's a big deal coming up, man.
1: Folks, anything you want to talk about, you know where to find us, on Twitter, at DaBody52. DaBody52. <laughs> And at Wesley Euler, it's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. We'll talk a little NFL awards on the other side.
0: This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Oh, Yeah.
1: The super show for the Super Bowl. Everything on the table. But mostly before we get back to some Super Bowl 55 thoughts and predictions, let's do that same thing with the NFL Awards. Saturday night. Keep that.
2: Let's do it. I...
1: Part of me does wish that they would do the NFL Awards during the week here. I understand why they do it on Saturday night. Come on, man. More money. More revenue. But Let's it's, do this. It'd be more content for us this week. Because Selfish. How much time am I really going to spend talking about it on Monday? I'm even talking about the big game on Monday. Well, man, you, you might need to come here and work on the weekend On Tuesday, you know. I guess you just,
2: and just, I, when just, you and I come listen. in next week, we'll have plenty to talk All about. you need to do is just come in here and work a little bit of free overtime. Okay, I'm gonna take your advice. You told me don't work anything over what I'm paid. That's right. So I'm not gonna be here talking about it. I'm gonna save it till Tuesday when I got the, when I got a host. I don't care about talking about it on Tuesday. I'm gonna act like I I haven't said anything about it all weekend too. <laughs> I'm gonna come in here. Man, did you see the big game? Woo, baby! Oh man, shout to TJ. What, what, TJ? That's I'm gonna be on here on Tuesday. I'm just throwing it out there now.
1: All right, Let's run through the gamut. Of, <laughs> let's run through the gamut of these awards. Um
2: Who you think will win and who you think should win, okay? Okay. MVP. (sighs) Who's going to win? Aaron Rodgers, who I personally think should get some consideration, though. Derrick Henry. Ooh. I like that. That 2K on the ground is nasty. I like that. I like that. That's, That's unreal. Led the league in what? Touches. Led the league in rushing yards, led the league in total scrimmage yards, led the league in rushing touchdowns as well. With I think he had seventeen, if I believe correctly. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that that's some big time booty kicking, no, and, also, and also and also one hundred twenty six point seven yards per game as well. Mm-hmm. That's a, right. that's a man. And when you knew he was the focal point of that offense. Yeah,
1: yeah. No, yeah. I, but Aaron's I, gonna win it though. I want to. I, I'm with you. Aaron's gonna win it, and, yeah. I, and I think he should. And but I do agree. I want to give some love to Josh Allen in the mm. true sense of most valuable player. Motes, we came into this season, and I don't mean we as in you and I, I mean the football world in general, asking, is Josh Allen going to hold the Bills back? Is Mm -hmm. Josh Allen going to hold the Bills back? Fast forward now, what, six months later, Mm -hmm. and people are asking, is Josh Allen a top three, top five quarterback in the National Football League? He deserves a lot of credit. And again, in the true sense of MVP. No, he did not have a better year than Aaron Rodgers, but I think you could argue that he meant more to his team than anybody else. But, yeah, it's if the, Aaron Rodgers. And, and
2: the voters better get it right and, and not waste votes on other players like that. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're up here talking about them, giving them consideration. But mm-hmm. if we are only going to get one vote, mm-hmm. Wes, if you're only allowed one vote, and I'm only allowed one vote, you better not be wasting that vote. No no offense to Josh. You know how I right. feel about right. Josh. Right. You no, know I'm how not, I feel about Aaron these Rogers. guys. It's Aaron Rodgers. Led the league in
1: completion percentage. Led Absolutely. the league in passing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Motsi. You know that his Dude, interception percentage this year insane. was less than one percent. Less than one percent of his insane, throws this man. year, he threw an interception, and he had the second best quarterback rating ever.
2: No, no, no. And you know who, who said it the first time, right? Aaron Rodgers. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, bro, this is nuts.
1: <laughs> Offensive Player of the Year, Derrick Henry. Yes, that's who's going to win it, and that's who should yes. win it, right?
2: Even though I hate how that dynamic is. Like, how I is know. he the Offensive Player of the Year when the MVP? He's an offensive player. It's <laughs> like, almost
1: like the Heisman Trophy winner never wins their position award. You yeah, know what I mean? are
2: like, crazy. Like, 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 you
1: don't win the Maxwell Award for best quarterback if you're going to win the Heisman as Joe Burrow usually. Right. like It's but just like, bizarre. But how
2: does that work, though? It's bizarre. How?
1: <laughs> it's because they just want to spread the love around. That's the only reason why.
2: Well, well give them a participation trophy. Call it, hey, you're not the best guy. You're the participant that's going to win this because the MVP isn't included anymore in this conversation. That's Our what remotes, they should say.
1: Man. The real one that I think everybody is intrigued by. Mm-hmm. Defensive player of the year.
2: I can honestly see this go either way, man. Me too. The the
1: more I think about it. On the NFL.com's polling, uh, Aaron Donald beat TJ Watt by a single vote. By one vote.
2: Seriously, dude. Like... I can make a case for either guy. If I'm a a TJ White guy, I'm going to preach his numbers. He led the league in sacks, led the league in tackles for loss. He had 41 uh, QB hits that didn't lead the league, but he was still very much, you know, a productive player. And I could sell you on that if I'm a TJ guy. But if I'm Aaron Donald and I'm an Aaron Donald guy, Man, I can You're preach. About impact. I'm like, dude, yeah. his numbers are not far off from T.J.'s when you look at sacks, tackles, and in the full gamut, force fumbles, and all these things. And I said he's doing it from a way tougher position. Anybody that's played football will tell you those type of numbers from an interior defense alignment are unheard of. You don't get that. That's why we look at J.J. Watt like a freakazoid. That's why we look at Aaron Donald like that because that's not normal. Yes. And not to mention that we did see towards the end of the year once Bud got hurt how T.J., it, it tapered off a little bit. Whereas with Donald, we saw when he's out there and he's going, man, he's an animal. But then you saw in the postseason once he got hurt, how that defense mm-hmm. struggled when Changed. he with him yeah. not being out there. Yeah. So the impact element, just the consistency element, that to me – is why I can make a case for Aaron Donald as well, yeah. but because I'm biased and I personally know TJ, I don't personally know Donald. I'm going with TJ. Is that simple for me? Well, I'm
1: going with TJ too because I don't need a Pitman winning yeah. a, another Defensive Player of the Year award. Mozi I mean that's happened way too often already. Oh man, Who, it how, is,
2: how many Pit guys don't want one? I,
1: I think you're right. I think for the voters, it'll come down to statistics versus just eyeball test impact because T.J. leads in all the statistics. But, man, I think you're right. When you consider the positions they play. You have to ask
2: yourself this, right? An edge rusher. Think think about this. outside edge rusher, T.J. Watt, rushes a large amount of time, right? One-on-ones. Even his double team as an edge guy, we talk about double teams. It's not a hard double. It's a chip. It's a tight end in your way. We're going to do different things schematically to influence you. Aaron Donald. Has double teams, legit double teams, Most. like all the time. I'm looking back
1: to the year 2000 here, okay? Quick mm-hmm. research. He's the only interior defensive lineman in the last 20 years to I win know. that award. Ray Lewis, mm-hmm. linebacker. Michael Strahan, edge guy. Derek Brooks, linebacker. Ed Reed, safety. Brian Urlacher, mm-hmm. linebacker. Jason Taylor. James Harrison. Charles Woodson. Troy mm-hmm. Polamalu. Suggs. J.J. Watt, an end. Luke Keekly, a linebacker. Khalil even though Mack, J.J. Will, end.
2: Like, J.J. Wool rush from the interior, but he predominantly plays – DN, whether it's right, right or left side. Right, particularly right. In,
1: in 12, 14, Correct. 15 when
2: he was winning those awards. Yes, whereas Donald, he's a three technique, a nose, a one. He's interior, interior. He's not. You're not going to see him out there on a the tackle. He's lined up inside, and the thing is when you're lining him up there, you can have legit double teams, guard, center. You are on him, guard, center, guard. You're both, all three of you guys are on him. Like, that's legitimate. Whereas at edge, it's different in terms of how you combat that. But when I look at these numbers, I'm like, 15 sacks to 13 and a half sacks isn't far off. Now, the big part is the tackles for loss and the QB hits. The 23 tackle for loss compared to 14 and your 41 QB hits compared to 28. But for tackles, 53 to 45, that's not far off. Talked about how Aaron has four forced fumbles. TJ has two forced fumbles. Like, to me, when I'm just looking, I'm like, Man, you can legit you can make this case for either guy here, man. Either mm-hmm. guy.
1: That's going to be the interesting but one.
2: But I'm biased, so I'm going to That's
1: going to be hmm. the interesting huh. one, Arthur Motes.
2: And he sounds hideous.
1: Offensive rookie of the year. This is another loaded one. Yeah. Justin Herbert could easily win it. Justin Jefferson could easily win it. You and I have sung the praises of Tristan Wirfs and Jedrick Wills before. And if those guys weren't offensive line, Jonathan Taylor could get some votes. Mm -hmm. Motsi, who wins Offensive Rookie of the Year? Who should win Offensive Rookie of the Year?
2: As much as I would love to get up here and talk about Justin, I'm going to do that. (laughs) I'm going to get up here and talk about Justin. Because Justin was a beast. From the time he stepped on the field, he he surprised us all. He did things that... None of us expected him to do as soon as he did And be as impactful as he was throughout the duration I mean, he really came in and just surprised a lot of us So that's why, for me, Justin is going to win Offensive rookie of the year I think you're right
1: And I think he deserves it Like I said, Mm -hmm. all those other guys Justin Jefferson, heck of a year Whoa, whoa,
2: whoa, whoa Which Justin were you talking about?
1: Oh, oh, I see what you did there You weren't talking about the same Justin I was talking about? Oh, I see what you did there You weren't talking about that one? He's winding me up here, folks
2: (laughs) You weren't talking about that one?
1: Which one were you now, talking about? Which one were you talking about? J.H. Was, or J.J.? I
2: was talking about the one that came in and was dominant from the time he took over. Played 15 games, threw for 4,336 yards, 31 touchdowns. 30, 30, 30. I don't think Justin Jefferson <laughs> threw for 4,000 yards. That's the Justin Jefferson. That's, 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 that's the Justin Jefferson. Oh, I love my hey, huge fan. I love what he did. I think was it 1,400 receiving yards. Yeah. Was a beast as a rookie. I mean, yeah. really came in there. Particularly second half of the season. No question. And, and the thing that I love, because I actually went back and was watching him on tape a lot more. Dude. He got so much attention defensively, like, early on, you mm-hmm. could start seeing how defense – we talked They're about – They're on him
1: instead of exactly. feeling. Exactly, and that was yeah. the thing we
2: talked – remember in Pittsburgh, we were like, oh, yeah, man, is is Claypool up there like that? Claypool's drawing – and we said, man, if you watch him on tape, he's really not drawing those type of assignments. Yeah. They're just playing regular coverage. <laughs> you watch Justin Jefferson on tape, man, two and three eyes all the time. Like, Kirk Cousins is trying to force him the ball at times. Yes. And, like, you could just see the amount of attention that he would garner. So, for him to do what he was able to do throughout that whole year as a rookie, wow. Impressive. And, like I said, he really did take over. It was – we're not worried about Thielen. We're worried about this kid because 100%. he can kill you. He
1: was the focal point of that no offense question. as a rookie.
2: No question. Like, Thielen was good. Thielen was consistent. He is who he is. But, dude, Justin. Justin is different, man. He's
1: going to be a problem
2: for the yes. next decade. Without a doubt. I mean, shoot. It's the reason why he was a rookie pro bowler. I'm was he I don't know if he made all pro. Was he second team? I think he was second I team. I want to say he was second yeah. team all pro as well. So and, and as a receiver, not as because we talked about that with Deontay, who has an all pro but it was as a return Correct. man, not as a receiver. So yes, man, is second team all pro as yeah, a rookie, man. man. <sighs> impressive. Very impressive. For Very your position impressive. too. Not not, not right. as a specialist, not as a return man. Right. That's different. That, that speaks volumes, man.
1: He's going to be a problem yes. going forward. So that's why I Good have thing Justin. he plays in the NFC, Arthur. No, yes. For now. This is maybe the easiest one. Defensive Rookie of the Year. It should be Chase Young. It will be Chase Young. I was about to say it, end if of we, conversation. If we
2: have to discuss <laughs> no, Chase Young, we don't really have to. Like, Adam, we don't have to discuss. This. Come on, baby. Yeah.
1: <sighs> Comeback Player of the Year. Do we have to discuss this one either? No. It's it's, it's it, it I, should I mean, be. It will be. Alex. All due respect to Benjamin Roethlisberger. Y'all gotta stop. It's gonna be unanimous with Alex Smith. This man almost died. This man almost had his leg. That's what I was trying to
0: figure
2: out. Like even during the middle of the year when people are on this whole man been MVP candidate, and I agree. Like he was, he he did have a little stretch where he was playing like that. But this dude almost lost his life. I said it's a difference between an elbow, right?
1: Ben would have a really good. If
2: this was last year, Ben wins. wins wins Remember, Tannehill won it for playing bad, his career, and then playing good. Right. So there's still hope. Ben could come back next year, light it up, throw for four thousand, you know, single or 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 at least lower interceptions, and Mm -hmm. he could win it that way. Yeah,
4: that's true. But
2: you're not gonna give an award to a guy coming off of an elbow injury when we're comparing him to a guy that almost lost his life. 17 surgeries in his day. leg. And night Motes, and day, man.
1: Alex Smith was 5-1 and one as a starter this Led year, him too. him to the
2: playoffs. Don't act like he didn't five lead him to the playoffs. he was a starter this year, Don't, too. And, 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 and I would have loved to actually see him in the playoff game because who knows? Him out there, it was a different team with him out there. But, yeah. Without a doubt, he's the guy.
1: Now, this is the one, too, well, along with NFL defensive player this, of the year that I think is, is very tough. interesting. This is tough. This is, right is tough. Right. Coach of the year. This is tough. Motes, who should win it, who will win it.
2: All right, so for me, I'm biased. Who should win it? I go Sean McDermott. Yep. Who will win it? Kevin Stefanski. He has to. The Browns were trash before he got there. We saw the Browns win one game in two years under, you know, the previous regime. And not to mention the regimes before that, where we could probably add up all of those, you know, wins. And they still want to equal up to what they were able to do this year. The fact that Stefanski, and during a pandemic, remember, no offseason. I, know. Off season, I know. No training camps. I mean, or condensed training camp, no preseason. And he not only gets them double digit wins, but they win a playoff game on the road versus a division rival. That was full strip. It wasn't like With this was a hint. It concerns. wasn't like this was a, a COVID ravished team that they played in yeah. the playoffs. It wasn't like this was a team that was missing Ben or missing this player and that player. No. They had their guys. And they came in here and not just beat them, whooped them. Like, let's be real about it. They whooped them. So when I think about that, I said, man, as much as it pains me to say that for a Cleveland guy, it's like, man, this is a no-brainer. As much as I would love for it to be McDermott, this is a no-brainer right here to me, man. I think you're right.
1: It is. Like,
2: it's the Browns. Nobody expect that from the the, Browns. And you're right.
1: I think McDermott is up there. Hey, Brian Flores deserves a shout. Oh, without
2: a doubt what he was able to do. The other guy,
1: though, that I'll say, very impressive for a first year when you consider all the offseason chaos. How about some love for Ron Rivera, too? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you want to talk about a franchise that's in disorder. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, when he came, when he had to take over. Throughout the season, his
2: personal battle as well. His
1: personal battle with cancer. Uh, on the field and off the field, we know what that organization is. I, Everything I he went that,
2: through, first year with a new mm-hmm.
1: organization. Again, I, Stefanski will win it. I think Stefanski should win it. McDermott deserves a shout. Flores deserves a shout. Ron Rivera certainly
2: deserves a shout But well. I will say this. As much as we they like. seven and 7-9. Well, I was going to say this. As much as we like to, you know, hype up scenarios where it's either their first time as a coach or this team has been bad and they finally overcome some stuff. Why is it that we don't get to talk about Andy Reid like that? Like What Andy Reid did to me is just as impressive. It's a lot easier to sneak up on people when you're the Browns, when you're the Bills, when you're the Dolphins, and no one respects you, no one thinks you're a good team, no one thinks that you're capable of doing these things. The pressure week in and week out is night and day. But being a person that was here in Pittsburgh, where we were at the height of that pressure and knowing what that felt like, and to still be able to go out there and find ways to win, to me, I felt like, man, what Andy Reid was able to do this year, everything surrounding him and that whole scenario out there, man, the pressure of can they do it again, and literally they're doing it again. Mm-hmm. To me, I'm just like, I feel like he should be get, yeah. he should definitely get some consideration and and, and be talked right. about, because that's special. I mean, we know how tough it is to just go to one Super Bowl. Then to go to back to back,
1: he's been a three straight AFC Championship. Think games. about that. Yeah,
2: three straight, and he's going back to back right now mm-hmm. with know. the legitimate chance yes, they so winning, but too. But
1: it is weird in all sports, right? <laughs> but that's, no one talks we, about it. Right?
2: That's how we do Coach of the
1: Year. Yeah, it's like who exceeded expectations? Right? Who
2: was the new guy that, that came here and did something? Not, that man, took a, they, know, they got took it, a four right. win
1: team and took them to the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. But but
2: we gonna act like man going and winning a Super Bowl, knowing the history of okay, you look at the team that won the Super Bowl, how they do the next year historically. Mm-hmm. Like it's just different, you know? It's not different. Not to mention doing
1: all that on the tail end of losing the AFC Championship game right. at home in overtime the year before. Come on, before. man.
2: Oh, and I mention you did this during the pandemic as
1: well. Yeah. No, and I, I tell you what, a lot of coaches I think that that deserve Wait. a shout for for good while, while you're jobs while this this your main
2: office coordinator has been the talk of the whole <laughs> well, you offseason? Hear about
1: him getting other jobs every week? Yeah. Either
2: getting jobs or not getting or not jobs and they jobs. use him as yeah. the face of, man, this is what it looks like when things aren't being held or, yeah, right. or you know, conducted the correct way. This right. guy should have a job. They're dealing with that as well. That is a ton. You're dealing with Mahomes, okay, mega deal Mahomes. Now Mahomes, the owner of the of the Royals. Oh, okay, Mahomes. Is, like that's a lot to handle. That's a lot to be dealing with, man. Hundred uh, percent. And still have them playing the way that they're playing.
1: <sighs> Lost one game this year. Uh, TC chimes in with some good research. Um, TJ Watt led the league in QB hits and played one less game than the second place guy. T.J. Watt had 13 more QB hits than Aaron Donald playing one less game. Five games without Bud Dupree, T.J. Watt had six sacks, seven tackles for loss, 11 QB hits. And we
2: talked about the sacks, but we know when you look at the sacks, the Colts game, for example, Chaz Grant. I'm not going with that. That's just me personally. But I'm I, with you, though. No, I, see, I, I, you know I get what, what you're saying. I
1: think T.C. makes a very good point that yes. T.J. Watt did play one less game. than Correct. Than, no, no, that no is I'm, a, I'm with you a, on that. That's a very good yeah,
2: point. I'm with you on the one less game part without a doubt. But – When we talk about stats, that's the biggest reason why, even though we got the funny joke of they don't ask how they ask how many, while we also say statistics don't tell you the whole story, they tell you a part of the story. (laughs) We do know that. I mean,
1: This tweet we just got from Steeler Bomb 2030 here.
2: Here we go, here we go.
1: Doesn't matter if you hate Brady or not, we have to see this great clash of the Titans coming up. So I need to know who's your winner and why, King Kong or Godzilla, March 26th. I'm
2: with it, man. (laughs) (sighs) It's got to be got to be Godzilla,
1: right? King Kong on how to reach. I think it's got to be Godzilla. I'm with you, but that makes me think, like, Godzilla's like a radioactive monster. Yeah. King Kong's got no reach, but I just feel like it's going to be King Kong because everybody thinks it's going to be Godzilla.
2: Well, I would like for a part two, so I'm not opposed to it. Ooh,
1: now we're talking. All right, last chance. Get those tweets in. Predictions, score predictions. Any final thoughts? At Wesley Euler, at the Body 52 The Body. We'll give our Super Bowl predictions to close out on the other side. You're listening to the Steelers Blitz. On SNR.
0: Let me tell you about a place somewhere up in New York Way. Where the people are so gay. Twisting the night away. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Moats on your twenty-four-seven home of the black and gold SNR.
1: All right. Here it is. Final segment before of the show, before the Super Bowl on Sunday, the big game on Sunday, the superb Al. But Arthur Motes, the lit one, Rebecca, lit, 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 wants to know what our favorite all-time Super Bowl halftime show is. She says mine was 2004, and no, it wasn't because of the wardrobe malfunction. <laughs> you had P. Diddy, Nelly, Justin Timberlake, Janet Jackson, Kid Rock. Can't beat it.
2: That that was yeah, I remember mine's,
1: that. Mine's 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 easy. I don't remember what year it was, but it was the Prince halftime show. Oh my man just just man. just ripping out purple rain in the rain. I no, think no, it no. was the it was the uh Colts Bears, yeah. I believe, the, the, in the rain. The, I guess the two that stand oh, the two man. that stand
2: out to me was the uh the recent Justin Timberlake one. This would have been three the years ago yep. where, where the little kid pulls out the selfie. Like that was that, that, that picture was. blew up. That was cool. And then is that, that the Eagles I think it was Eagles uh, Patriots. Uh, Eagles Patriots, so. yeah. 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 And, then, um, and then, I said bless you because my little man here just sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> Such a habit. But um, and, that, and another reason why I like that one, because Justin Timberlake had broke out the Tinker Force Jordans when he had one, and I was like, ooh, you clean, ooh. you nasty. Okay. So I like that. But then also, man, the Bruno Mars one. That was a good one. Yeah, That's and, and one. like for me, I, I – I love music. I'm a musician myself. So seeing him being able to show off how he can play multiple instruments. saying like very talented. He's I didn't know talented. I knew he was talented. I didn't know to that extent as a musician. So being able to see that part, I was like, yeah, that that definitely, you know, excited me. I think the least favorite throughout the years was that Maroon 5 1. I wasn't really a fan of the whole you know, let me just take my shirt off and just try to do my yeah, thing. Like, alright, it, it, it's cool. I ain't really. I don't care about the tattoo. I'm just like, I don't really want to see you with your shirt off. Yeah, like, ah, yeah. I'm cool. I'll pass on that.
1: I I liked some of the old school ones too. Like, I liked when the Rolling Stones did it. Um, what were
2: your thoughts on Shakira and, and uh, J Lo? Then I mean, you love, said you like the older ones. Listen,
1: you now you know. Shakira, not, not saying that they're old. Shakira just, was my first celebrity crush. Okay, uh, my girlfriend uh, Christy whoa. in sixth grade broke oh, whoa, up with me because I had a Shakira poster in my locker and she thought it was whoa. disrespectful. Whoa. True story. Whoa. So you know I love that. I love Shakira. <laughs>
2: hey, well, shout out! Shout out to Shakira then because security got us Morgan so we appreciate you
1: <laughs> all, right, all right before we get our before we get our predictions um, uh, I want I want to, I want to run by some fun props here all right and get here we answer. go here we go all right coin toss outcome heads or tails always heads. Oh, tails never fails baby Patrick Mahomes over under 325 and a over. half passing yards over Tom Brady over under 295 over. passing
2: yards over. over yeah that's my energy over.
1: Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, over under 30 and a half rushing yards.
2: 30 and a half?
1: Hold on. He's hurt, though, isn't he? I'm going uh, under. He's
2: supposed to play. I'm definitely going under. I don't believe
1: him. Leonard Fournette, over under 48 and a half yards rushing. Over. Ronald Jones, over under 37 and a half yards rushing.
2: That's the one. That's the one. I'm going to go over this to be safe because I feel like they flavor of the week with those two guys. One of these guys might be the hot hand, and yeah, but either way, whichever one is the hot hand is without a doubt going over the thirty.
1: Ooh, buddy! All right, let's uh, let's check some receiving here quickly too. Um, Rob Gronkowski over under twenty nine and a half receiving yards.
2: Under. He'll have a touchdown though.
1: Travis Kelsey over under ninety four
2: and a half receiving yards. I'm feeling nasty. Give me the over. I think so, too. And he was my fantasy horse, man. He he, he got me through a lot of tight uh, tight situations this year, man.
1: Tyreek Hill, over under 92
2: and Over. A half. <laughs> you didn't even need to hear the number. Oh, over. when you said nine, anything that doesn't include 100, over. <laughs>
1: Antonio Brown looking like he's going to play over under 40 and a half yards receiving.
2: I'm going to go under because I do think uh, they're saying it's a knee. And he's been limited to this point. We're sitting here on Thursday right now. I don't like when you're limited Thursday and then they're going to give me the, oh, he was full go on Friday. We know it was a condensed practice, very light in, in terms of the workload. I'm not buying it. And he needs to be able to move.
1: Uh, last but not least here for you, total points. All right, here's the over-under for each team individually okay. and the amount of points they're going to yes. score. Over-under 26.5 points scored by the Bucks. I'll go over. I'll go over. Over under twenty nine and <laughs> over. I didn't even need. To Definitely,
2: get to that. if it's not in them thirties or forties, I'm over. <laughs> all
1: right, Arthur right, Motes, let's get to. Uh, Y'all see how
2: I'm feeling today, let's man. Let's get to some of
1: these Twitter <laughs> predictions here before we give ours. Uh, Watt Juju Ben Hayden Akorafor says thirty eight to thirty four Chiefs. Red and yellow, red and yellow. Red hey. Yellow, red and
2: yellow.
1: And uh, Randy chimes in here, 38-28, to Chiefs over the Bucks. Randy says, another epic show today. Thank you, Randy. Yes, indeed. I appreciate appreciate that. I'm looking, Motsi. I think that might be the only specific score predictions that we got here. Um, uh, Wat Juju Ben-Hayden, a core four, also wants to know if we think Tampa being at home is a real home field advantage.
2: I actually do. More so in a normal year? Yes. I I do. I'm not even speaking on it from a fan's perspective either. I mean, obviously they're going to have just fans. And that's going to help. But, yeah, the pandemic traveling and just the anxiety and everything that goes with that, especially during this type of year, and knowing the rules of, hey, if you test – like, like that, that whole thought of, man, one po- one positive test. True. And you're and done? over. Like that, that's, that's different. Yeah. So to me, I just think that those guys being able to just relax, let their hair down, they don't have to worry about not being a part of Super Bowl festivities because they're still down there. Every time they drive into work, they're still seeing action. Kansas City, they I mean, have they got there yet? I think they have to wait until they say either 48 hours or maybe even 24 hours before the game when yeah. they said they were gonna get there. Right. Like so, Friday night or right. Saturday morning. So when I think I'm thinking of that as well, I'm like, that that's yeah, different. That's now true. when they get down, they're gonna go through the whole excitement phase. Oh, we're here, oh, is this that and you don't get the whole week to get out your system. You're going to have 40 or 24 hours to get that out your system. The Bucks, man, they, so, they've had Monday, Tuesday, yeah. Wednesday. They kind of just with you. get so, that. Yeah. From
1: an atmosphere standpoint, I don't think it's going to be an advantage. There's only mm-hmm. going to be a couple thousand people there. But you're right. I think from yeah. a preparation and travel and pandemic
2: standpoint. Like, to me, the way I nice. see this thing going, I think Tampa Bay starts fast and gets out to an early yes. lead. I understand. And I know people say that Chiefs. about the Chiefs all the time. But realistically, I just I don't think that they're going to. It's something about that energy, man. When when, when you're no, first getting, like, it, it just feels different. It, it's no different when you're traveling as a regular road team. You get to certain places, and sometimes you're like, whoa. You're just so distracted by everything else, that it takes a little bit longer mm-hmm. to get you fully locked. I remember my, my example, my first time playing in Dallas, I think this would have been 2012 or 11, First, the, the new Jerry world. You get there in the first quarter, you're not even thinking. You're looking up like, "Yo, look at all these people. Look at this this spaceship over my head right now, man. What is this? Oh, check that out." And then you're like, "All right, we got to get going. We got to get going." And we didn't have the goods back then. Now <laughs> the Chiefs—that's the difference. The Chiefs have the goods, and they can they can turn it on and start to come back. So that's why I do think that they yeah. will do that. But I I do think that it's going to be a slow start for them, man.
1: Uh, i think that's a good call by you I'm, I'm picking up what you're putting down all right one more refresh and here they th- better the not Twitter get feed. they
2: better not get a haircut i tell you that one more, yeah. cut, cut your own hair.
1: cut your own hair. Yeah, yeah seriously uh just wear a hat one more refresh here last one from josh sneaking in before we give our predictions loving the show today it's enjoyable sometimes to not have a horse in the race and to just be able to enjoy it yes, Hopefully. that's my energy baby yes and <laughs> no I'm, I'm i'm with you uh on that one uh he, Josh says, you know, t- uh, you know, interested to see what your guys' offseason schedule looks like. I, we're, we're still going to be a little truncated here, but we're not going anywhere for the time being, folks. Don't you worry. Um, Josh says, I got the Chiefs in a close one, 31-28. Over to Bucks.
2: The Buck owes. All
1: right, Arthur Motes. Well, it's time.
2: Now it's time What to say, say you? goodbye. What's going to
1: happen Sunday night, Super Bowl 55? I, I got a feeling I know you're coming in with a high score prediction i've been i've been feeling it i've been picking up on your body language and your and your you know your nonverbal cues here i got you, you're predicting a high scoring game aren't you
2: you're with mr tobacco I'm thinking 15 to 13 <laughs> 15 to 11 actually that that, that sounds about right yeah Nah. I, don't think, I don't think our scores are similar. <laughs> I don't.
1: I think you're going to be more higher scoring nah, nah. than I So, am. for
2: me, man, I have it 34-31 Chiefs. Oh, okay. We're I, I think, Like I said, I do think that Chiefs will start slow. I think Bucks have the lead going into halftime. But I think that Mahomes, like he's done numerous times throughout his career, once that gets going, it turns into more of the shootout variety in yes. that second half. And I just don't think Tampa has enough to hang in that shootout with Kansas City. Kansas City isn't going to play like Green Bay played. Nope. Kansas City isn't going to when they get down. They start to look around a little bit. Like Kansas City is confident. They've been in scenarios like this. They taste they their they tasted their own blood numerous times. They were down times. ten
1: points in the fourth quarter exactly. of the Super Bowl last year. Whereas
2: I thought Green Bay, they didn't handle it the same way. They they no. like they got tight later in that game. They did yep. And we saw some of the costly penalties show up in that. Kansas City's not going to do that. Kansas City's going to be looking at you with a smile on your face like, oh, hey, hey, Thank welcome, you, sir, man. W- welcome to the party. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, that's the type of energy they're going to be on, and I just think that that is what ultimately is the big difference. I think Brady's going to play well because he does play well in these type of games, but I think that's the difference.
1: I think that's a good call. I think that's a good call. We're, we're, we're pretty similar. I'm going 31-27, Chiefs. So mm. pretty close, just a little bit more lower scoring than you. But I think you're right. I think Tampa starts out well. I think Kansas City takes over, and I think while the final score will be close and snug, I don't know Correct. if we'll feel I that agree. way down yes. the stretch. Like Maybe there's a garbage-time touchdown from Tampa Bay that mm-hmm. makes it a little bit closer. Um, but, yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs had a 7-point, a 10-point yes. lead um, mm-hmm. th- throughout the fourth quarter. It'll be fun, partner.
2: I'm looking forward to it.
1: I'm looking forward to it as Stress-free, well.
2: Stress-free, just enjoying a game, no interest.
1: We'll be back on Tuesday to break it all down. Same time as always, high noon. Um, on our new postseason schedule here. That sounds about right. Off-season schedule here. So, yeah, we'll be back on Tuesday to talk about the Super Bowl, talk about the NFL Awards, what happened. Was it T.J. Watt or was it Aaron Donald who won DPOY, who won Offensive Rookie of the Year, who won Coach of the Year? Comeback player. And our thoughts, obviously, on the big game. We'll have all of that for you on Tuesday. It'll be a Motes Host Tuesday. I'm looking forward to it. So the fun will continue. All right, Motes, let me hit the music and get us out of here. Oh, yeah, that'll do it for our show today, for us this week. Thanks to our buddy, our good friend of the show from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Brian Backo, for joining us, as he's kind enough to do uh, just about every single Thursday. Thanks to everybody who participated with the feedback on the Twitter.com as well. We know, or you know, we appreciate Jens. Shout out to my co-host, Arthur Moats. Hey Shout now. out to our guest, little G-Man. g Hanging Money. out with us in the studio, well-behaved. Today, as always, and everybody... Enjoy the weekend. Be safe out there, whatever you're doing, all right? As Arthur Motz and I always tell you on these big days, don't drink and drive, knuckleheads, all right, or else we're going to come yes. and wring your neck. Steelers right?
2: fans, don't drink and drive. Steelers
1: fans, don't drink and drive. Can't be a
2: part of Steel Nation if you're doing that, baby.
1: Because you got to be back here with us next week exactly. to talk to us, right? Exactly,
2: not in lockup or worse.
1: <laughs> so you know when to find us. It's high noon on Tuesday, and as always, on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, Steelers <gasps> Nation Radio.
2: say whoo.